Hello and welcome to this, the 12th episode of the Rise Productions Irish Theatre Podcast. I am your host, Angus Og McAnally, Artistic Director of Rise Productions, a freelance actor, more recently a director and producer here at Rise. I'm a 15-year veteran of the Irish theatre scene and a third-generation theatre maker. And as ever, we are coming to you live from our studios at the Irish Theatre Institute in the heart of Dublin's cultural quarter of Temple Bar. And as ever, we are bringing you this podcast absolutely free of charge. We've promised that we'll never, ever charge for these interviews but we are of course looking for you to put your money into Irish theatre so if the budget allows go and buy yourself some top price tickets to the Abbey or the Gate or you know what if you can't get the top price tickets Abbey do incredible discounts and uh, and concession rates over there and even the Gate now are starting to do good deals uh, earlier on in the week so go and check out what's going on there if even that's beyond your budget go and find out one of the smaller fringe venues where you might catch a show for 10 or 15 quid and even if 10 or 15 quid is outside your means go on over to fundit.ie the crowdsourcing website donations there start from as low as 5 euro there are always great theatre projects on there and you always get great rewards for your 5 euro so uh, well worth going and checking that out of course there are ways that you can support this podcast without having to put your hand in your pocket and of course this podcast is all about supporting promoting and celebrating all that is great about Irish theatre so the more you help us spread the word about what we're trying to do here and get the word out about these shows the more it means that when it's your turn to be putting on a show we can help spread the word about you and you know we've churned these guys out at one podcast a week for the last few months and it's it's pretty hectic to try and do that along with all the other work that we're doing here at Rise. It's it's quite a task and I think if I was doing it again I don't know that we'd aim for one a week but essentially what it's doing at the moment is it's taken up nearly a full day's work between travelling into studio to meet the guests and record with them, uh, source the listings for what's coming up the next week, recording it mixing, editing, publishing, getting it up on the website and maintaining it all. It's basically taking a full day's work per week to get these up there. So it's we're putting a fair amount into this. So we would ask that you would put a little bit back into it, if at all possible. If you've been telling yourself for the last few weeks, God, I must get over there and give them a rating on iTunes, or God, I must really share the link next time I see it on Facebook. Well, we're asking you to make this week the week that you finally do that. No point just saying, oh yeah, I must get along and do it one of these days. This is the week to go and do it. So do please tell people about this podcast, whether that's in person over a cup of coffee, whether it's sharing the link as a Facebook post, or whether it's retweeting the link that we put up on Twitter. Any of those helps. Please make sure that this is the week that you go and do it. Uh, go on over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And you can also subscribe at fightnight.ie and at radiomade.ie. But iTunes is really the best place to be. And while you're there, go back and listen to all the other episodes we've put out. We now have 12 up there, so there's a lot to choose from. Um, if you can, leave us a quick review. You know, a 30-word review might take three minutes out of your time we'd really appreciate that it does an awful lot to help our chart position which also helps our visibility over there and you know what if you don't have time to do a review to rate us they have a five-star rating system over there to rate us literally is a one-click situation so i'm guessing that most people have time to give us one click and you can follow us on facebook uh, rise productions we are facebook.com forward slash rise productions ireland or you can follow us on twitter we're at rise ireland over on twitter and so that brings us to this week's guest i'm not going to do any kind of long dull boring monologue this week we're just going to get straight into the action um this week's guest is a superstar he is an administrator a producer a curator and a performer in his own right and um, one of the most exciting appointments of the irish theater scene in the last little while came when the brilliant willie white stepped down as artistic director of project to move to the dublin theater festival and taking his place at project art center is the brilliant Keen o'brien and this week we hooked up with Keen to have a chat about 
his Route 2 project and his work with uh, Rough Magic and, and all his learning curve along the way to this, you know, enormous and hugely important job. And the enthusiasm of this guy for the gig, this really is his dream job. And you can see it, it's dripping off him. He is just so happy to be there. And it's wonderful to see that kind of enthusiasm for the job. And I think given how important project is for emerging practitioners in their careers and even you know significantly more established people in, in getting their work out there uh, for me it's probably arguably the most important venue in the country uh, they do huge great work there and to have Keen at the helm I think it puts it in a very very safe pair of hands and a guy who's really going to stretch it broaden their horizons and do an awful lot of good for for the wider theatre community again like I said not too much talking for me to get into it this time let's get straight into this here is artistic director of the project Keen O'Brien <laughs> So, Keen O'Brien, thank you so much for coming to have a chat to us. A pleasure. Take me back to the very beginning, as we do every week. At what point did it occur to you that you might like to have a career in the theatre? I suppose it's something I always was interested in as a child. I was involved with speech and drama and the primary I grew up in the Middle East. Really? And, yeah, in Saudi Arabia. And, Sorry, uh, you can't just drop that into yeah. a conversation. <laughs> What the blue hell were you doing my, in the It was my dad's job, took us there. So I lived abroad in San Francisco and London and then Riyadh until I was 12 or twelve or 13. And the school that I was in there had a drama department. They had a little theatre, a little back box theatre and they put on plays and we had classes every week. And it was an amazing thing. We had a teacher called Karen Collins, who was this brilliant woman from Liverpool, right. who my parents are still friends with and wow. still visit. And I suppose I always kind of maintained an interest through my teens. And then when I went to college, I went to, I went to Trinity College and joined Players. Okay. And that was kind of it. That was the, the bug, I suppose, bit really hard then but you hadn't gone to Trinity to do drama no no uh, I have a degree in geography <laughs> that's and amazing sociology that's amazing um, and the only way I figured that I could connect you know by the time I was writing my final thesis in fourth year was to write a historical geography of Dublin theatres and that was wow. my you know that was my my way of connecting my passion with what I had to do in order to actually pass college um, and then I um I was really involved with players and primarily as an actor at the beginning it was really you know that was what I was that was kind of in my head that's what you do yeah you know and I was you know in many shows I was in Wayne Jordan's first ever play that he ever directed so really you are responsible for Wayne Jordan yeah essentially yeah <laughs> I invented him um, then I started getting involved backstage doing some stage management and production management work and then I had the opportunity to run for the committee of players and I was uh, the costume uh, mistress right. for uh, for my in my third year and and then decided for my final year in college to run as chair run for chair and I was elected chair of players wow. and that was that that kind of coincided also with producing my first show which was my brother's comedy troupe who were called HBAM how babies are made nice. uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe okay so myself and a, a friend Joe Hill um she and I took on producing them and we had to raise. 20,000, um, was it euro or pounds? I can't remember which, 16,000 pounds. And to go to uh, to go to go Edinburgh to pay for the venue and the accommodation and everything. And but that's a fortune. So Yeah, well, at the time, yeah, well, it still is a fortune, I suppose. But, it, you know, it didn't seem like this, you know, we got a loan and we got okay. from the college and we got, we raised money. We did all these auctions and yeah. club nights and all the things you do in college where you can actually raise loads of money. So we did it and got it and the show was a big hit and, you know, HBAM went on and evolved into many things and 
uh, they're now dead cat bounce or well three members who were in HBAM are now dead cat bounce who are phenomenal who are phenomenal yeah rock troop yes that's right and my brother is is the bassist lovely um, and I I suppose the producing bug then really hit me and that was that was uh, when I decided to do I did a masters in UCD in arts management the one everyone's done right and uh, which was a brilliant for me it was brilliant to be in a room full of people who were interested in the same thing as I was and to be actually learning about a subject which I was really passionate about and really wanted to pursue a career in. So I had the opportunity then to, to do a placement and I went to Edinburgh to the university festivals office okay. where I worked for six months and I was there essentially as the administrator and did some operational stuff but they run they run venues and they also are landlords to venues so it was a really good way of kind of seeing it from a, a really sort of administrative side and at the same time I was producing a play uh, and HBAM at the, as well so we no pressure there. so there was no no it was a quiet <laughs> month quiet few months um, and when I came back to Dublin then I started looking for jobs and nothing was really coming but then the girl I'd done the masters with uh, was working with Andy Hines in Classic Stage Ireland okay. and he was doing a production of As You Like It at the Helix yes. and she got a job as the arts officer or the assistant arts officer for Fingal County Council so she needed someone to replace her in this job and I got the job and that was a really brilliant experience for me um, working on a really large scale production having no idea about the Dublin theatre scene whatsoever I didn't know who any of the agents were I didn't know who the actors were I didn't know anything about anything and it was a real baptism of fire and I think that was it'll stand to me forever that, yeah. that those those few months which were tough but brilliant um, from that then I, I got a job at the Focus Theatre right. working with Joe Devlin and again it was a similar baptism of fire the focus is an amazing institution an iconic um, venue really and truly and the role that I had there working for Joe was as, as essentially as the administrator but you also were the venue manager and the house manager and the technical manager wow. and so from, from, from my point of view it was great just total immersion in, in the theatre well this thing of you kind of being a jack of all trades and that sometimes you're producer sometimes you're administrator sometimes you're curator and programmer that kind of thing is that something that was born in players and specifically when you took over that final year as as director of players yeah i think that's I mean, how broad a role is that i mean the chairs the chairs role essentially in players is there's you know there's there's a committee of 10 and right. my committee was uh, Rasha Gowen was who's the director of the Fringe Festival was the secretary of the committee Kevin Smith the lighting designer was the technical manager Sinead Wallace was the fire and safety person um, who else was on the, the committee that's in, uh, involved in Dublin Theatre well my brother was on the committee as well and um, I can't remember who the other people were but anyway they're all the people who are still definitely working now yeah. in theatre and it was really uh, we kind of we kind of bonded together and you kind of run it as a collective um, okay. but ultimately the chair is kind of the you know is responsible to the college yeah. um, and you decide everything as a committee so what place we put on what is accepted by what events we do all that kind of stuff um, there are people responsible for them but ultimately it's a collective decision and that's kind of really informed my I suppose my vision for how you know I work as a manager or as a you know or as a collaborator with artists is that it's it is a collaboration I don't ever I don't uh, that kind of collective idea is very important to me I suppose the 
during my time with Rough Magic is this idea of pluralism. Okay. Is a really important word to Rough Magic and has, I suppose, always been, but is now more especially a really sort of essential value for me is that, you know, it's... Um, this kind of idea of being part of a team and that's you know that's really appealing and that's what I love about working in the theatre as well is that you're with it's it's not like any other job you know and I mean like obviously now in project which I, we can talk about in a bit but I work with all the art forms and it's so it's really interesting to be learning about how you know how other art forms work and yeah. other you know but essentially it's all it's all at the heart of it is collaboration for every art form and every the way everybody works um, and I love that. Yeah, well, that's certainly when, when art is going at its best, is when exactly. it is proper collaboration. Yeah. So tell me about your first contact with Rough Magic then. How did you first come into contact with them? Um, uh, if I go back a bit before that, when I was at The Focus, yeah. I um, Making Strange Theatre Company, which is Megan Reardon's company now, but was Megan Reardon and Joe Rock at the time, were doing a production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which is a rock musical. And they, they lost their producer, whoever that was to be. And they came to me to talk you know what will we do and where will we find and somebody and I said well actually I would be really interested in doing it and so I developed a relationship with Joe and Megan which is now we're three very close friends yeah. and you know I still work with Megan on sort of an on-off basis but uh, that show was the I suppose that show was the making of me as a producer really having to Joe and Megan had pulled the money together for the first show but we had to sell all the tickets. We had to get people to the focus, yeah. which obviously has a name. So, you know, it, it was... It, but the audience that the focus attracts is not necessarily the audience that it would come to a rock musical about a, an East German transsexual in Kansas City. <laughs> Strangely um, enough. Indeed. But uh, sell out we did. Okay. Um, double the capacity some nights. It's a little bit squishy in there. Um, <laughs> but if anybody's listening, that definitely never happened. No, that didn't happen, fire and safety officers. Um, and we... So the show is a big hit, a real kind of cult... It's a cult piece anyway. Um, the Fringe Festival came to see it and they asked us to do it in the Spiegel tent later wow. that year. And so we did one night in the Spiegel tent, which again sold out. And then Willie White asked us to... In, this was in July 2006, to take two weeks in the space upstairs project so it was a that was a real kind of uh that was a really big moment and we you know we had to sell we had i managed to find somebody to invest in it right and then we had to sell loads and loads of tickets yeah. and we were a little bit shy of the target but not you know we did okay yeah we you know we washed our face but two weeks upstairs is a big undertaking well at that point for a company that had done what was essentially i think 12 or 13 performances of Hed or 20 something performances Hedwig and the Angry Inch you know this was it was a big step for all yeah. of us and it was also the beginning of my relationship with Project um, which obviously has you know deepened somewhat <laughs> in the last three a months little, but we'll get to that um, and then so at the time that Hedwig was on Rough Magic were were um, had opened their Seeds programme to producers and so I applied to the Seeds programme and got a place on the programme um, there were eight of us I was the only producer on the program and so I spent two just just shy of two years so it was for sort of May 18 months May April May 2006 to, to October 2007 as a seed with Rough Magic which was an incredible experience it was um, really formative working with Lachlan Deacon and then with Diego Fashati um, 
and you know when the when you are a seed you essentially become part of the family so and part of the furniture so i got to work on rough magic productions i did an international placement in london with neil street productions which is sam mendes production company wow and then we did these research trips and essentially i suppose what what it really did for me was kind of cemented for me the the fact that what I wanted to become was, or what I wanted to do was sure. produce work or facilitate artists in some way. You know, it made that, made that clear that this was, you know, what I really, really was my ambition yeah. and what I was going to do. Um, and so that was it. And then in, when I was coming to the end of the Seeds program, I was offered a job by another company and uh, told, went to Rough Magic for advice. And they said, actually, no, don't take that job. We would like to offer you a job. Wow. And so I was offered a job as associate producer where I was then for four years. Um, and, you know, Rough Magic are the best people in the world. I love them. So it was a great experience for me. Well, as Irish theatre companies go, to find yourself out of this 18-month apprenticeship being offered a gig with pretty much the best in the game, that's not a bad result no, from, from an 18-month apprenticeship. No, it certainly isn't. Um, and it was, you know, it was the job was a brilliant job essentially initially working with tom creed on managing the seeds program or co-curating the seeds program in collaboration with the rest of the team and also then having a part as a producer essentially a line producer on on rough magic's productions what was it like having been a participant in this seeds program? and a lot of people that have been on the podcast have been you know past participants mm. and have spoken about it a bit what was it like that transition and the knowledge that you would have had from going through it as a process to then co-curating it afterwards. What what additional things did that bring to it? Uh, um, I suppose I think the, the... I mean, Tom had been a participant on the Seeds programme as well and was managing the programme when we were on it. So, you know, you have a great perspective, I think, as a uh, once you've been on the programme, you know kind of the pitfalls and the, you know, the... I suppose the, the frustrations that you may have sure. as a participant in any kind of... Yeah, of course. Um, uh, ...programme. So, however, I suppose, for me, the opportunity to work with artists who were emerging or artists who were sort of at the beginning of beginning points of their careers was such a brilliant opportunity. And kind of, you know, then, of course, that was a big part of why I went for the Job Here project, because, you know, it's the chance to work with the next and the new and how, you know, how you can support artists developing at you know at as a really crucial stage in yeah. their career and that's i suppose the the big thing that i learned in sort of co-curating the seeds program was how um how delicate that process is and how you look after people and how you work with work with 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 artists at any point in there you know at any you know the variety of people that you work with in any in any organization um, but especially in one like Rough Magic, which is quite a wide reach and works with not only uh, emerging artists, we then established the advanced program for more established artists. Yeah. And there was, you know, the large number of actors, designers, directors who work with Rough Magic and then also the hub program where there were, you know, where there are a number of companies who are supported by Rough Magic as well so you know to to be able to sort of maintain conversations with all of them and you know look after them is really fast was really fascinating to me and that was a big appeal i suppose with the job well it seems like it puts you right 
in the centre of Irish theatre and Dublin theatre that there was this connection network to all those different disciplines and all those different people. Yeah, and I think you know, I think you know the the, the theatre scene in Dublin is so connected yeah. anyway. You know, it's really close and it's really you know it's a real community, um, and I think you know being being part of that through Rough Magic was was a brilliant thing because obviously it's Rough Magic is an established organization so you know there's an automatic kind of connection that comes with that as well as you know the the connections you make yourself yeah tell me about some of the highlights of working on individual shows as producer with Rough Magic I mean it must have been a magical time yeah it was brilliant and the when I started the very first show I worked on was Improbable Frequency it was a a national tour of Improbable Frequency and um, which is just such a fabulous show and is coming back to going by and is coming back to the Gaiety Theatre for two weeks in uh, March um and um, and the last show I worked on with Magic was also an Arthur Reardon show. Oh, so nice. you know, I that was a working with um, working with him on those shows was really he's such a an amazing writer and uh, visionary. Yeah. That you know they were really it was a nice they were nice bookends. Yeah. Um and you know I think the the opportunities to you know to produce work. In project at the Gaiety, all around Ireland, in New York, you know, all the you know all the the places we went, and then really working with the directors that Rough Magic works with. So I worked with Lynn and Tom Creed and Matt Horney and Sophie Motley and Eva Spillan Hinks um, on productions, and then vast numbers of directors on Seeds showcases yeah. and. Uh, readings you know it's just it's a brilliant it's a it's a brilliant thing to have that variety of experiences and to work with that number of artists how facilitating were they in letting you go and do some of the independent production you were doing at the time working for all other independent companies because it seems that you've worked for an absolute who's who I've worked in terms for, of producing yeah everyone um uh, in some capacity yeah i mean when i was doing the seeds program I, I really took the opportunity to, to get as much out of it as I could. And so I did lots of, you know, I think between uh, July and September of 2007, I was producing seven shows at the same time. Um, but that, you know, that was... Insane? Insane. But that was brilliant, you know, the fact that I was able to do that. And then to maintain those relationships afterwards. And yeah. I, I, so I was able to do a certain amount of freelance work, um with Rough Magic uh, through um, when I could and so yeah they were great about that and they were really and you know and I suppose that's kind of what um, partially where the idea for the hub came from was right. that you know that I was doing work with these organisations or and they were you know they were getting the benefits of me having a desk in Rough Magic mm. and that actually the, you know when when we were having conversations about ways we could support artists and ways that we uh, as an organization could develop links with other companies that this was a you know it was a really smart way of doing it are there any highlights from those shows that you produce any any moments that stand out any hilarious stories of for, craziness for the uh for the, for the, the freelance Oh, gosh, I don't know. There's, you know, every show is special. Um, but um, I have to say, one show that I really loved working on that was a really interesting project was La Marea, which was um, 
it was when I was uh, I was I work I did a sort of a contract a short contract with Bedrock, um, working on Roberto Zucco, yes. which was here at a project, uh, and then uh, after that the th- it was uh, the theater festival. Had, we're bringing this Arch- Argentinian director called Mariano Pensotti uh, over to do this project called La Marea, which was a sort of an inst- site-specific installation, which was going to happen in the, in the Italian quarter just across the Millennium Bridge. And essentially it is scenes with couples with projected text. And just working on a, a project like that for me was was really interesting and to collaborate with international artists mm-hmm. and to to have him come over and ca- working on him with casting and then working with a translator to translate the Spanish, you know, it was, yeah. you know, and it was also the first time that I worked with Rob Fury, who would later become Rough Magic's production manager. Yeah. Um, so that was a really good, that was a really good experience. And it was also kind of, you know, uh, it was a really good project to, to, to take on. The festival asked us to take on certain elements of it. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, you know, it was a cool thing. So we spoke earlier about originally you were planning on being a performer uh, and then it moved more into being, you know, curating and producing and whatever else. But there was a recent performance that stands out because you are currently the reigning Alternative Miss Ireland. I I am. Yes, my Please alter tell ego. Us all about this. My alter ego is Mangina Jones. Um and she is a Yes, uh, she is the reigning alternative Miss Ireland. She's also hosting this year's Irish Times Theatre Awards. Really? She is. Is yeah. that an exclusive? That exclusive? is. Ex- well, no, it was in the Sunday Times on Sunday. So, so you're more papers. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So it'll. That's that's upcoming. But I suppose I I decided I turned thirty in two thousand and eleven, and I decided it was one of the things that I just you know what if I don't do it now I'll never do it. Yeah. And I'm. It's not that I'm. The character is the character is very much a character it's she's not I don't think that I don't think of Mangina is not a woman she's not a man she's a what's the gender neutral a Z or an <laughs> era here whatever the <laughs> yes. gender neutral pronoun is and it's a it was just a, a fun thing that I did I didn't really think I'd win um, but it was an amazing opportunity to perform on the Olympia stage to in front of you know 1800 gays wow. and my parents and um you know uh, yeah and i won so and has that recharged an interest in performance for you has it closed a chapter has it given you a deeper understanding in terms of the collaborative work that you'd be doing here as i, I think yes it's definitely given me an understanding i suppose that you forget the feeling that a, a performer must have before they walk on stage or you know wh- wherever they're performing um or go in front of an audience and that you know that that was a brilliant thing to to get that to get that knowledge back or that feeling back um i don't think i have an interest really in any other type of performance okay. um, i don't know how long uh mangina will go on certainly the theater awards and uh the, the this year's ami which i have to where i have to give the crown back of course um, and after that I don't know okay, this year will be the final yes. AMI so the last performance as far as I understand it the last performance that will ever happen at AMI will be me before the winner is crowned you like to do things big don't you yeah, there's no, yeah, there's you no know. hanging around with you <laughs> that's amazing yeah so it's been really fun and you know I've taken there have been a few opportunities with it that you know I haven't 
you know I haven't been performing every week yeah. in the bars or you know that's not really what I'm interested in doing I did my own I did a couple of shows here in Project in the summer which were called Mangina Jones Wine and Moan which were really fun mm. um, curated evenings with invited other performers which I did with Jen Coppinger yes uh, from the Irish Theatre Institute whose alter ego is China Wine um, and yeah so I mean we'll see where it goes but um, but for the moment it's a it's a very much a part-time hobby thing and not necessarily full-time so let's get to the big one then you are now are, what is your official title here at Project are you artistic director I'm the artistic director of Project Arts Centre how exciting is that <laughs> for you man it is an amazing thing um, it's uh, it's a real honour um, and it's I suppose for years since I first produced my first show here and came into contact with the organisation it's kind of been my dream job so I feel very lucky every day to come into work here um, and it, it you know I suppose it it's a big gig um, there's a lot of pressure around uh, on the organisation and on the staff here and it's uh, but the passion um, you can really feel that uh, amongst my colleagues and uh, so I'm so thrilled to, to have it and it's today is my three month anniversary my oh, three month anniversary yeah um, because this place this building this infrastructure is so important to the lifeblood of particularly the more emerging artists in Irish theatre but I don't think I don't get the sense that the, that, that the pressure of that would be a crippling. I think that would be really invigorating that you have this opportunity to, uh, you know, foster so many people and, and bring on so much new talent. Yeah, and that's the, that's the really exciting thing about the job is that, you know, now I'm having conversations with people and, you know, the conversations will result in them either performing here or taking an opportunity that we can facilitate or, you know, that we can yeah. provide here. And that's so thrilling. Um, and the way you know you the way you have conversations with people changes and your relationships with with people changes and that's you know I really f it felt I don't know I feel really grown up or something not that I didn't before but I don't know it's you know when you you are in a position of responsibility that's a real um, it's a re it's a really brilliant thing but it's also really scary and talk to me about the project catalyst system given your experience with the Rough Magic Seeds, because they seem to me to be quite different setups. Yeah, they are. And I was a catalyst as well uh, before. Um, but what the, the, the catalysts essentially are the associate artists of Project Art Centre. They are a group of artists who, whose work is supported by Project. Um, they're artists who maybe necessarily couldn't make the work themselves without the support they get here and it can be as basic as a conversation with myself or Neve O'Donnell our general manager executive producer or cash flow or um, we do offer payroll we do produce work for people we tour work for people we have credit cards that they can book flights on or you know so it's a real it's a, there are really sort of basic practical supports but also you know the artists speak to me on the phone or come in and see me and it's you know we have sort of very meaningful conversations about their career and their artistic development and what we can do to support that and you know and I suppose that's that's partly a responsibility of my role then is to be aware of sort of trends that are happening in yeah. the world or you know opportunities that exist in the world that uh, 
that that maybe our catalyst artists or indeed any of the artists that you know work in Irish theatre can avail of. And in the way that the seed system is open to applications and people can apply, is there more an element with the catalyst system that you kind of that you're selecting people that specifically fit into the vision here, or that you're anointing? People yeah, it's a them? curated it's a curated uh, group of artists. So um, at the moment, I'm looking at how the system works and how how it how we can either create space for new artists or you know I suppose define the relationships that artists have with project um so yeah essentially at the moment there are 38 artists who receive our support wow. on a regular basis some some avail of it more than others yeah. but that you know they're the they're they're the mix and you know the artists are it's a really strong mix across art forms they're all really it's a really interesting group of people and they the work they make is is unique i suppose in that there are very few other artists who make work like that mm -hmm. in Ireland and and they are really developing um, themselves as artists and also their you know their profiles nationally and internationally. So talk to me then about ambition medium term for you here at Project and, and how you see your role going forward in the next few years and then also possibly longer term for how you see it going you know for the next 20 years. God um, well here at Project I suppose what um, you know I I came to the role very connected to, to projects, so I'm very, uh, I'm very much aware of uh, maintaining, I suppose, the successes that um, that Willie White um, brought to the organisation, and also then, I suppose, my my vision for project is is kind of it's connected to the artists in that we provide the best service for artists. Um, that we provide the best venue for artists to present their work in, that we provide an audience for artists if to see their work, that we, I suppose, are an organisation which has a national and international reputation. Um, a, a big part of my role is going to be fundraising. Um, project is going to be 50 in 2016. Wow. Which is such an amazing achievement from, um, you know, a mini festival at the Gate Theatre in 1966 to... Uh, the leading contemporary performing arts venue Absolutely, in the country. Yeah. So uh, for for me, that's a major goal. And myself and Tessa Giblin, our visual art curator, are beginning to look at how we can mark that and how we, you know, how we use the artists that we work with and the organisations who present their work here uh, to celebrate that fact. And also then, I suppose, how it can be a major opportunity for us to hopefully raise loads of lolly <laughs> and then for you long term do you want to be here like Gary Hines or Michael Colgan for the next 50 years do you want to own the Abbey do you want to take well I don't know I, I think that uh, I think Project Art Centre is not the type of place where you know it is it is it benefits from fresh blood yeah. um, so no I would don't think I have the ambition to 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 move in here forever uh, as lovely as it is um, and though I've only been here for three months talk to me in three years um, but um, I suppose for my own I, I don't really know everything I feel has happened to me like this is the first time this is the first job that I've ever gone for where I really had focused on this job this is the thing I wanted um, and it's the beginning of something so new and a big you know it's a new chapter for project after nine years with Willie and a new chapter for me um, really taking a sort of a different step 
in my career and a real step up. Yeah. So, you know, I have, that's what I've been thinking about. So I haven't really thought about, um, haven't really thought about beyond that, but hell yeah, I'd run the Abbey. That'd be great. <laughs> so finally, if people want to stay in touch with you and what you're up to and specifically what's going on here, where's the best place to get you? The website? The here, website? Twitter? Well, Project Art Center, uh, .ie is our website. Uh, my, uh, Twitter handle is Kean G. O'Brien. Um, I'm on Facebook. Anyone can email me, Kean at projectartcenter.ie. Um, and yeah, I mean, I want project as an open door policy. So if you if you want to get in touch, please do. Excellent. Well, we look forward to uh, many more exciting years and many more exciting anniversaries here in this building. And we think you're going to be uh, really super at this gig. Thanks very much. So there you have it, the brilliant Keen O'Brien. Um, I'll have to say I'm really, really excited about him being in charge there. I think he's absolutely the right guy for the job with the right mentality. He is there to foster and support emerging people to broaden the horizons of what Project is and what it can do and what it can be for the wider theatre community. I just think it's such an important venue in the national infrastructure of Irish theatre. Uh, that I think he's got a really exciting job there and I think he's absolutely up to the task. I think it's got, got a really bright future ahead of it. I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Um, so that brings us to our usual roundup of what's going on over the next while. The family from Theatre Club is still running at Project, though it's about to finish up. That runs out on the 28th of January. So get in there quick if you still haven't seen it. It'll be followed by The Goddess of Liberty by Karen Arda for her new play for Gunanua, which we spoke about a couple of times when they were running their campaign on Fund It. Um, Looks like a super cast there. The brilliant Megan Reardon is in there. Emma Collihan, Geraldine Plunkett and Maureen Grogna. Um, Four stunning actresses. That's going to be uh, something special, I think. I really think Karen is... Uh is a perfect fact she's such a super actress she's actually a really good writer as well this could be really exciting um, also at the Viking Theatre at the Sheds Peter Sheridan's 47 Roses is continuing there the last very last few performances of Government Inspector is playing at the Abbey um, also in the last few performances are Robinson Crusoe and the Caribbean Pirates with the brilliant Keith Hanna who's just been confirmed as part of the Alice in Funderland cast at the Abbey which I think is a brilliant addition to that show Keith is, uh, is a guy who maybe not everyone would know but a super super performer uh, and will absolutely be in his comfort zone with a, with a show like Alice. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with that. Um, also finishing up very soon, that extended run of Little Women at the Gate is their last few performances at the moment, so get in there if you have yet to catch it. Um, and also at Bewley's Hollywood Valhalla that we mentioned last week with the brilliant Stuart Roach. Um, that's great. And the thing with the Bewley's Cafe Theatre up in Grafton Street, that lunchtime slot, um, apart from the fact that it's just such a pleasant way to spend your lunch hour, get yourself a bite to eat and catch a good show it's a great thing for anyone who's currently appearing in a show at the moment so those of you out there who are, are, are currently working at the moment what a great way to go and spend your lunchtime if you have a day off rehearsals or if you've uh, if you're just doing the show that night get yourself in there catch a bit of theater because as we all know when you're working it's hard to get it and catch the things that you want to go and see so this is a great opportunity to go and see what should be an absolutely brilliant show so that's us that is episode 12 in the books a little bit more of an express version this week we're trying to streamline things a little bit here and see uh, see if we can package it up a little bit tighter so we'll see what the feedback is to this slightly more streamlined version we will of course be back next week for another chat with one of our Ireland's leading theatre makers. But for now, this has been the Rise Productions Irish Theatre Podcast. For Angus Og McAnally, I'm Angus Og McAnally. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.